welcome to our Christmas countdown. <laughs> Should I re-record? Because it was recording. Oh, Do you want to? <laughs> but no, that that's not yet. I'm I'm working on that idea for the twelve days of Q's miss. Yeah, I don't like how that sounds. That's what Cameron said. So I guess I have to figure that out. <laughs> I was so ready. I was so happy. But okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't like how it sounds. Well, hello. Welcome to Empty Your Q. Uh, I'm Dustin. That is Katarina that you hear. Hello. And as she said, we are uh, dipping into the holiday season a little bit early here. It's still November, but you know what? Doesn't matter. The year sucks. We love it. We want to talk about Christmas movies. Let's go. Year's been bad enough. I think we'll be okay. So we are going to start with one that we wanted to watch last year. Never did. Like, you really wanted to watch it. And I was like, yeah, we should. I wanted to watch it mostly because I, (laughs) okay, I was shopping a lot in Old Navy last year and there was a lot of merchandise for it in Old Navy. Really? Yes. There were like slipper socks and things like, I don't know why, but there were. What a a mashup. I I don't know. It just was. There were a ton of things for it in Old Navy last year. We are, of course, know. talking about the Netflix original animated children's film, Klaus, <laughs> uh, which we ended up watching um, the other day, and it was, like, low-key beautiful. Like, it was a great yeah. it was a great movie. It started off a little slow. It it started off much different than I was anticipating, to yeah, be honest me too. with you. I, <laughs> the way it started off, I was almost confused i was like is this the same movie is there like a different klaus like a klaus like one and then a klaus two and klaus two is for christmas are we watching the wrong klaus because like the first like i don't know 15 20 minutes are like not christmas anything related (laughs) to like it's all just very much like a character build-up it really and is, it yeah. it has nothing to do... Like, you don't see where this is going in any way, shape, or form, really. And then they start to, like, pull it together. And By, like, like, 30 oh, minutes, okay. you get a pretty good idea of what's happening. Yeah. I was like, what? But yeah, so so it follows Jesper, mm-hmm. uh, and he's the son of a postmaster general. And he's, like, purposely trying to fail out of postmaster, post, post office or postal academy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. And he wants to just go back to being like a rich, rich snob and just having being waited on hand and foot and just mm-hmm. being spoiled. And his dad says, you know what? I'm going to send you to Smearinsburg and you have one year to mail 6,000 letters through Smearinsburg. And if you don't, I'm cutting you off. And so he goes to this place. It's like a quiet little looks like a desolate town. He finds out that... uh like they're basically like two families feuding, like yeah, the Hatfields like, and the McCoys. So yeah, the town is pretty much split in half, and there's literally like <laughs> two families, but they're all—they almost seem like they're related. Yeah, like they almost imply that the two families, like the mayors of each two sides, kind of are like related. It almost seemed like. Yeah, I can like, kind of see that. Not yeah, actually, I don't know. It's it's like they were close really before, weird. and then it's yeah. Split. yeah. So it's the Ellingbows and the Crumbs, and so he's there, and he's like, "Well, this sucks. I'm never gonna mail six thousand letters." And he starts trying to think of things, and he ends up um, visiting uh, someone who lives off separate up in the hills, up in like the mountains, and the it's woodsman. The, it's this dude Klaus who just builds birdhouses and 
and toys. He's, he's got a house just full of like handmade wooden toys. And uh, he accidentally drops a letter that this kid gave him that was like, I'm sad and stuck at home because my parents don't let it, me play. Okay, It wasn't like a letter. It was... It was just a, a picture. It was, but it was like the saddest picture. But it was like picture. a sad drawing of like a kid alone in a, like a tower almost. Like a dark tower with a sad face. and. Like... <laughs> so it, it portrayed that message, but it wasn't like a full on letter. <laughs> so then Klaus comes and is like, Jesper, we're going to go take this kid a toy. And In like, the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, he's like, we're going to go take this kid this toy. You're going to go through the, th- through the chimney. You're going to deliver this toy and we're going to see this kid be happy, okay? But he doesn't really say that. He just kind of grunts and points a whole lot at first. Like, yeah. He's very curmudgeon-y. Yep. But he's voiced by MTURQ favorite, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> the absolute legend. And uh, so over time, the word starts to spread and like it kind of like the Christmas cheer starts to upset I the... I think even like the next day, um, Jesper had like... Like eight or nine kids outside. Yeah. Like, oh, well, my cousin told me that uh, if if we brought you a letter and it, you know, had postage on it, uh, we could get a toy from from Klaus. And, you know, Jesper was like, uh, oh, OK, just make sure you bring yeah. a penny to stamp it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make sure you bring a penny so we can we can have postage. Like, sure. And he essentially starts this like lucrative business getting these letters from these kids to get toys and brings them all up to klaus and klaus then brings the toys in the middle of the night yeah he's just basically manipulating klaus and the system to Mm -hmm. but then like you know you it's it's a typical kids christmas movies like it's you know it's feel good it gets really feel but like it gets sad like we we were watching it and we were like okay so it gets really like happy and like you know barriers start breaking down you know these you learn that the crumbs and the ellingbows i guess have hated each other for centuries and centuries and centuries like since the beginning of time essentially um and through this like gift giving and toy giving process essentially what's happening is these kids are now like playing with each other and uh the town's brighter like yeah well and then what happens is jesper one of the bullies one of the kids who was a bully um had bullied jesper when jesper first got to the town and that kid had requested a toy had written a letter and requested a toy from klaus and jesper recognized the the house when he was there dropping off toys and so he didn't give that kid a toy and just put a lump of coal in the stocking Mm -hmm. and so then a new rumor and word got around that only good kids get toys and only if you behave and so you know this bully got scared that like oh my gosh i have to be a good kid now and you know it spread that if you're good and mm-hmm. so these kids started writing in their letters like i'll do my chores i'll help mom you know do this and so now these kids are doing all of these good deeds throughout the town um and they're helping you know their parents doing all of these things and then it sparks this um just like chain reaction of things happening throughout the town where now the parents and the adults are starting to do kind things for one another and it's essentially regardless of which side they're on and you know the elders of the town start to notice and they get very upset by this 
whole thing. Right. Um, and I don't want to give everything away, but, you know, that causes a problem because a big family feud that is historic in nature, um, just, it's tradition. You can't, you can't right. throw it's, that away. Hating them's all we've ever done, so we gotta keep <laughs> hating them. Um, but, yeah, so... It was just it really feel good in that sense, but then you know, at the end, at the very, very, very end, after you know, everything's figured out, you know, happy endings, and you think, oh, this is gonna be a great happy ending of a movie, and then there's just like this really sad ending, and your heart just kind of breaks a little bit. It's like touching, but catastrophically sad. <laughs> like you like you're like they couldn't have ended it like five minutes before right like we needed this yeah your heart just breaks a little bit and sinks and like i was crying i cried i'm not i'm not ashamed to say it i cried yeah i was like oh this is a bummer yeah i was not prepared for it and i even said i was like because we were like gonna put on a, a christmas movie and be like yeah we're in a feel-good christmas movie. i think the first thing we said was the elf so we were like, yeah. yeah, let's put on a Christmas movie of something. And then we found Klaus and we were like, oh, well, we were going to watch this last year. Might and as well then, watch it now. And then I was like, I didn't want a sad Christmas movie. Yeah, that was a bummer. It was like, oh, well, this is uh, this was very good, but it was not what I expected here. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like the saddest Christmas movie of all time. But like the last thing you see is like something that breaks your heart. Like, no, right. What I wanted. Do you think, like, with that in mind, even, is it still one that you would be like, I want to watch this every year? Like, I want this to be, like, a Christmas tradition type of movie? Um, every year? Like, as a tradition? I don't know. But it was definitely enjoyable. Like, I could see myself watching it again. But as a tradition, I I don't know if I would go that far. Okay. And something, I'm reading about it right now, and there's a couple things that are really, really kind of cool about it. So, how did you feel about the animation style? Um... It was different. Um, I mean, like, you've seen this sort of style before in certain things, but Mm -hmm. not exactly. Um, Like, it's it kind of reminded me of, like, a DreamWorks style. Um, Maybe not DreamWorks, but, like, the Illumination Studio style. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of like Secret Life of Pets, Minions type. Um, Would you like to hear how they did it? Okay. So it's traditionally hand-drawn animation for everything. Mm-hmm. But they used CGI lighting and techniques to make it look more voluminous. And that's how they record. They filmed it was with the hand-drawn animation with these other lighting techniques and production techniques to give it like a 3D design, even though it was just hand-drawn. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, it ended up not winning the Academy Award for Best Animated Movie because Toy Story won. Hmm. Toy Story 4, I should say. But it did <laughs> win the Golden Globe and a ton of other awards. Interesting. Um, and it it is one of the better animated movies. Like, it was, it was really cool. It was really unique. It's not like Into the Spider-Verse where it's like a comic book come to life. Right. But, like, in terms of, like, taking a bold chance with a unique style. Right. It's memorable in that respect. Yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, that was, like, the biggest thing that I saw was just that they basically came up with a their own way of making it because they wanted to do something unique. That's cool. Uh, J.K. Simmons once worked as a mall Santa <laughs> as he was pursuing his acting career. <laughs> and I could see it. I think he'd probably be a pretty good... He's got the booming voice to be a good Santa, like as well, Klaus. Clearly. <laughs> what? 
Well, yeah, because he played Santa. I thought you were just going to say because I love J.K. Simmons. Of course, I no, think he would be. No, because he literally played Santa. Could you imagine? Like, that dude sounds like that Santa <laughs> like I saw. Um, Obviously, it made sense because he played Santa. That's true. <laughs> uh, this movie was in development for 10 years. No. Because a lot of studios thought it was too risky. Wow. And then Netflix bought it in 2017. That's crazy. Which, yeah, I bet they're disappointed now when you see all the awards and stuff. Yeah, wow. And then the last thing I have here is that uh, Jason Schwartzman, who plays uh, Jesper, Mm -hmm. ad-libbed about 60% of his dialogue, according to the director. Jeez. The director said about 40% is actually from the script, (laughs) which is cool. Jason Schwartzman, I do really like him in almost everything I've seen him in. Uh, He was uh, Gideon in Scott Pilgrim, if you can picture him. Okay. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I always I always really like him, so it was it was cool and I can picture him doing that for sure. Um yeah, like you said, it was way different than I would have expected. Yeah. But it ended up being really enjoyable, like a really touching, good not like the joyous start to the Christmas season I had in mind yeah. when we were gonna sit down and watch a movie. <laughs> but like I was glad that we watched it. I was like, That was a really touching, well done movie. Like it was for really sure. well acted. It was the animation was really cool and unique and yeah, I would agree. You know, if you haven't seen it, it's a good one to watch at some point during the Christmas season. Maybe not as the first. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, if that seasonal depression is hitting hard, maybe not then either. Maybe wait. Yeah, that's probably a good <laughs> a good advisory. Um, but yeah, is there anything anything else that that stands out to you? Anything? No, I that mean we haven't no, hit on. I don't think so. I don't think so either. So we will uh, we will get out of here. That's on Netflix. If you want to check it out. If you want to follow us, you can on Twitter and Instagram. It is just at Heiferbrew for both. We have uh, the movie mailbag at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And I think that is everything. So thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will be back. <laughs>